Hey, you're listening to Sonic Podcast Adventure, the podcast where both hosts of ADHD and are trying their best. My name is Sean Aitzen, and I am joined as always by... I'm Chris Dobbins, and we are joined by... Emmy Jones. Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, Howdy. I'm Emmy Jones, or you may know me as M-U-M-E on YouTube. Uh, and today we're talking about uh, Sonic and Tails R, the, uh, the fan uh, radio series that you created... Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell yourself, tell the, uh, tell yourself, uh, tell the <laughs> people listening, I, uh, I'm a professional podcaster, uh, <laughs> um, tell, tell the folks at home, uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into Sonic and then how this project came about, just a brief kind of on that last one. Sure. So I got into Sonic when I was eight years old. I, my first Sonic game was Sonic 2. However, what got me into Sonic was actually Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast a long time ago. Um, Back then, my cousins showed me the game, and all of us started getting into Sonic kind of collectively and together. We all got stuffed animals and everything, and we started uh, engaging with more Sonic stuff, so we all started playing Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Heroes, and we were just huge Sonic fans ever since. And then what was that last question about Sonic and Tails R? Oh, just the kind of a general how it came to be, you know, it's like your history specifically, like what started the idea for this, how it, you know, how it came to be. Sure. So back in, I think it was, goodness, 2020 um, or maybe 2019. Actually, it was 2020. Sorry. Um, but uh, basically me and my friend and co- co-producer Dorian Nelson, We wanted to put together an audio show based off of the Sonic the Hedgehog series. And another thing that we also really, really wanted to do was that we wanted to uh, work with my good friend Ryan Drummond. And me and Ryan, we've been friends for about five or so years. So we had been wanting to do something Sonic and Tails related uh, for a pretty long time, voiceover-wise. So we decided to kind of take those elements and mash them together into a Sonic and Tails-centric radio drama. And, yeah, that's pretty much how it came together. Cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then I, I guess a good first question to start is, like, how did you get, like, these actors together? A lot of very, like, old and new Sonic voice actors. <laughs> so so we started off with Ryan, right? and. Right away, we all knew that we needed to have Eggman. That was like the first character where we're like, uh, what are we going to do about that? Um, so we began auditioning quietly for actually originally a fan Eggman. However, um, when going through a lot of the auditions, we were kind of struggling to find the Eggman that we were, you know, wanting for the radio show. And Ryan... <laughs> He's the one who actually came up with this. And he said, well, what if we just asked Mike? And I'm like, Mike, we can't ask Mike. (laughs) We can't do that. Like, no, 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 no. And he was like, no, nonsense. I'll go ahead and ask him myself. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, sure. So Ryan went and actually messaged Mike and said, hey, do you want to do this show with us? And uh, he said, yeah, for sure. As long as I'm legally able to do so. Um, so (laughs) which of course, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I do have a a few connections over at Sega. So we did, uh, have a conversation and made sure everything was greenlit and because everything was greenlit, uh, he was able to join in. That's cool as hell. (laughs) Yeah. 
simply asking. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it kind of worked out just because, you know, Mike and I, we did record for Big, uh, Big's Big Fishing Adventure, uh, which <laughs> was a project for kind of a long time ago. Um, so we kind of knew each other already. And we'd also like done a few interviews together. So we had, you know, a working relationship already on top of that. But obviously getting Sega's approval, it helped quite a bit. Yeah, it, it's it's very rare or I guess not rare. It's it's I mean, it's kind of been a recurring theme in our last couple of guests uh, episodes that like people have been going up to Sega presenting their very like genuine fan like ideas and content for for think for like Sonic projects. And it's just been cool with them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sega's really, really lenient about that stuff, you know, and yeah. I commend them for it. It's it's something that's just so surprising to me because I constantly see Nintendo like striking down every yeah. fan <laughs> project that comes under the sun. But Sega, like the the. The Sonic uh, YouTube channel has a whole playlist specifically for the fan creations that they like. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are, are really supportive. That's so cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, to, I guess to answer the oh. rest, I, I apologize. I realized I only talked about Mike, but for pretty much You're everyone good. else, it was a very similar situation. Um, Lisa joined because Mike recommended it towards Lisa. Uh, Jason joined because we were friends and I asked him to and he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete joined as Silver because we're also really good friends um, and he wanted to, you know, join with us. And yeah, pretty much pretty much for everybody. I just messaged them like, hey, you wanna? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I mean, again, I guess it goes to show how many of them like really love the, being the characters, you know, old and new. For sure. Uh, I guess like um, like you you chose to like make this take place in a specific era of the uh, of the canon. Like uh, I believe it's what is it after 2010 uh, game or sorry, n nothing after 2010 era of games. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I read on Wikipedia. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so what was the reasoning decision or like reasoning or the decision behind this? Like, uh, it, was there any, was that just like, you know, the, the games you grew up with or was it something you just wanted to explore more of in that era? Um, I mean, I would say both, right? So I, I grew up with adventure and I probably, let me think, I, I, I started kind of weaning off of Sonic for a little bit around Unleashed and like Black Knight and everything, but only because I was getting older and I kind of had to, you know, do homework and focus on, <laughs> stuff. you know, I had to focus on other things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say a little bit about growing up around that era, but also I, strong opinions. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't like a lot of the characterization or the writing after 2010 so i i guess that was sort of just me being i don't know like opinionated and not wanting to have anything to do with that section of the games i don't really well, i'm not crazy no i mean i think that's that's a valid reason too and i assume <laughs> that's that was the like um reasoning behind what specific voice actors you aim for mm -hmm. yep cool. absolutely um and then, like, uh, 
do you have any future plans like for, you know, sequel or, you know, just more content with these voice actors all together? So right now we are rebooting a comic spinoff. It's called Sonic and Tales R Plus. Ooh. Um, so the comic will be taking place during the 10 episodes. So we have 10 comics coming out and they are explaining different perspectives of the episode. So for the first oh, one, interesting. Yeah, for sure. Like the first one, we've got what happens before the episode starts. For the second one, we're going to get a little bit more perspective from Amy. Um, and we're also going to be introducing Cream in that one, too. Hey. And yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the fourth one, we're going to kind of figure out what happened with Silver and the Chow in episode four. You know, stuff like that. So oh, we're cool. going to. So we're going to be doing that with the comics, and we're also going to be doing a lot more stuff in general with the Sonic and Tails R stuff. Um, I don't want to say too much, but I will say at Sonic and Sega Fan Jam this year, we're going to be revealing a bunch of stuff for Sonic and Tails R. Ooh. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and then how did you um, develop, like, two questions. What, how did, what was the, like, inspiration for the basic, like, plot? Like, where did... What was the idea behind it? And like, was there any specific game or comic or anything like that that kind of led to it? Uh, and then my second question is, how did you develop your own specific tail voice? Oh, OK. Ta are... tail, tail singular. Tails, Tails voice. voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, OK. So for the first question, I'm going to be honest. It developed through such a strange thing. Um, back when I was living in Ohio. So I live in California currently, but I used to live in Ohio. Um, I went through a lot of anxiety. And I kind of had a hard time falling asleep at night. And so I would listen to like really calming like piano music from Spotify. And I remember back then there was one night where I was listening to like some piano instrumentation and the only image that came to mind and I couldn't get, out of, get it out of my head like all night was this idea of Sonic and Tails being in a cave staring at this emerald. And they're both like, oh my gosh. And it had me thinking, you know, one, we haven't really had a story with the emeralds in a very long time. And I love the idea of them almost learning to reappreciate the emeralds in a way. So when we were coming up with the story, I told, you know, my co-producer, Dorian Nelson, like, you know, I, I keep having this vision every time I listen to this one instrumental about this emerald, maybe we could do something with that. And so we kind of worked together and decided, well, in order to reappreciate it, I think they need to lose it. So how can we have them lose it? Well, I don't think we've seen them break in like a main story thing. So why don't we break them? So yeah, I would say that was how it happened. A lonely, quiet, anxious night. No, that's super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the Tails question, also, I don't know, kind of a weird, a weird answer. But when I was a kid, I had a Tails plushie. And uh, well, me and my cousins, we would like play with them and like give them little voices. And I'm going to be completely frank with you. It's just the same voice, but I'm an adult now, so it just sounds better. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I would make my voice, I would base the voice off, when I was a child, it was based off of like Amy Pallet Tales. 
It's very good for sure. Yeah, that's something I hear. I, that's something I hear from voice actors a lot is that like a lot of their original voices that they come up with are just like them trying to sound like another person. That's always like a really interesting thing that I've heard about. So first of all, uh, I absolutely love the song Fly With Me. Like when, when I was watching the episode where that song premieres, I legit got like those chills you get when something really cool is happening and you're like, oh, boy. Um, and I blast that song in my car a lot. So there's that. But because uh, I've always loved um, Tony Harnell's music. So did you literally just ask Tony Harnell to do a song? Is that how that worked? <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, So, yeah, I found a work email. I reached out to him and I said, hey, I, I have a song demo. How much for vocals? And he gave me a very fair price, and uh, we kind of went from there. He was super down. That's he, very cool. Yeah, he really, he really adored the time that he had with Sonic. So, you know, when I sent him the the demo, he was like, "This is very Sonic centric. Is this <laughs> is this something Sonic related?" And I'm like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> you get that like <laughs> that like Ace Attorney lying witness like face, just like uh. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's like a fan project, you know. But yes, very Sonic inspired. That's cool. So I, I, I love that the recurring theme is just, I just asked them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's something we've been learning, like you mentioned, over the oh, past yeah, couple episodes. Sure. Like, even in my own experience, it's just like, literally just ask, and people are not a lot nicer than you expect them. Yeah, I mean, that's how we've gotten so many guests on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm talking to someone who, like, not, you know, l like, what, like, four or five years ago, I was, like, staring at them on a Comic-Con stage, you know, like, <laughs> so... It's very cool that that just happened, especially because like in the Sonic community specifically, I think like a lot more people are just like, yeah, I want to talk about this. He's rad. Yeah, I love Sonic. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Oh, man, like like I was very surprised when I first heard uh, Mike Pollock voicing Eggman in this. And then once I heard Tony Harnell, that was the one that just blew it out of the water. Where I was like, how did she get him? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to ask, too. He's. Referred to as Robotnik in this, is that some, uh, I can cut this out if I need to, uh, is that some sort of legal workaround? Um, not necessarily. I mean, we, oh, okay. we, so we refer to him as Eggman mostly, but we wanted to give him that large speech before he, you know, got pummeled and, uh, we were allowed to use that. So there was, there was no issue in doing that, oh, okay. which we were pretty, we were very careful in our scripts, um. Something that we actually originally were going to do in episode six. We were originally going to have Shadow swear because we thought it would be kind of funny. <laughs> and we're like, ah, let's let's not. We have Mike on the project. We got to be safe. So we tried to be as safe as we could. But also we were they were also like pretty lenient. That's cool. Well, I, I, I think the first episode I listened to, like, like I listened to it from the start, but like I started catching up. Uh, right at the end of you said episode six was when Shadow was introduced. It is. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was technically the end of five and then six was like the Shadow episode. OK, so I got caught up when episode five came out and I listened to it. And at the end, what I hear uh, Jason Griffith's Shadow, I'm pretty sure I screamed <laughs> because Jason. <laughs> That's awesome. J Jason is my favorite voice actor for both Sonic and Shadow. So like even even the bloopers that came out when Jason and David had their little back and forth to Sonic and Shadow, I was like, oh, my God, it's been so long since I've heard these voices that like are so 
is such a big thing for me, and it just made me smile so much. Oh, that's it's, amazing. <laughs> it's really interesting that you that like um, that you have a voice actor who voiced both playing opposite to someone who voiced like Sonic, uh, I believe what oh God is it before before, right? What do you mean? What is the question? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Ryan voiced Sonic before Jason, right? Yeah. Yes. OK, yeah, I was just saying it's it's just very interesting that you had somebody who voiced both of them voicing opposite of somebody who came before. Like, it's it's a very fun mix of old and new actors. Yeah. Just, uh, what I was trying to get at. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. Actually, when we were writing for that episode, we wanted to keep their original personalities in mind. So we wanted to make sure it was Ryan Drum and Sonic interacting with, you know, like that Sonic X, Jason Griffith shadow. And that was super fun. Yeah, that that that's cool. That help. absolutely came through because like I I love uh, Shadow still working for Gun and like being the 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 I think the general or commanding officer of the the yeah. two gun soldiers. So good. Mm-hmm. Like having having Shadow be this this guy who is like after those two gun soldiers have wreaked havoc, he's just going to like whoop their butts. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> oh, it was so funny too when we recorded with Jason and we were having him record those lines when he's yelling at the uh you know, the gun members, like even me and Dorian, after getting off the session, we're like, gosh, like I kind of felt like I was in trouble because it was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very good at getting that, like, stern, authoritative shadow. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I completely agree. Um, What are some stories that, like, whether they're Sonic or like literally any books or movies or anything, what were some stories that really inspired the way you told this story and like certain plot elements and stuff? I mean, definitely Sonic stories, right? So Sonic Adventure, Sonic X was like a pretty big one for me specifically. So when we were telling the story, you know, and Sonic X, it's hard to explain how they tell stories, but especially in the Japanese uh, version. Um, I don't know, it's just told a lot more seriously and there's a lot more detail. So we wanted to make sure we were doing that same thing. I guess Sonic X is actually my favorite Sonic-related media at all. While Sonic Adventure is what got me into Sonic, Sonic X is like what kept me here. Hmm. Um, so easily those two kind of placed together, inspired... Um, how we went about telling the story and how we went about the characterization. Brad, uh, I definitely need to watch Sonic X Japanese original first because <laughs> I, I I only watched the dub when I was a kid. So I, I, have, I did not know that like it's very like much more like smoothly written and in line with the tone of the uh, adventure games until recently. Yeah, we've seen the oh clips gosh, that yeah. like Daniel Barnes sent us of like uh, supersonic and stuff. And they have that really emotional music playing. Oh, in the it background. hits like like Gohan Super Saiyan 2. Like it hits the <laughs> same like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did, did you guys know that um, Yuji Naka actually came forward at some point on Twitter and he he said that like Sonic X to him was like the Sonic. Like that's Sonic. When he thinks of Sonic, it is Sonic X. Really? Interesting. 
Finally, I someone mean, with the correct opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, it does kind of fit in line with like the whole like something that isn't always super like clear, at least especially not within the games themselves uh, of the adventure games uh, is that like it, they are existing in a different world than the like pre than the games that came before that. Like they're not they don't normally exist on Earth and they are on Earth in those games. And Sonic X has like a really nice smooth isekai kind of uh, uh, approach to that. I like that, too. I actually like that they explain how they made it to Earth, which then resulted in Sonic Adventure and Adventure 2 and so on. Yeah. He's just, you know, he got stuck. He got isekai and he got stuck. And then, uh, oh, water demon. Uh <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm reading uh, Yuji Naka's uh, uh, statement now. It was back in February 2019. And he says, Sonic X, that's nostalgic. Sonic cartoons before this one were produced in the U.S. And our opinions were hardly considered. But for Sonic X, I was the one who had the right to make a final decision. It's a good memory that this anime became the closest to what a Sonic team imagined it to be. Nice to know you can watch yes. it on this Amazon Prime now. That is cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Man, yeah, I gotta I gotta watch it more in Japanese. I've only seen the first handful of episodes. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Uh, I promise. What um I wanted to ask too, uh, I, you know, knowing a little bit more your the inspirations, you know, in Sonic X and stuff like that, what was I uh, I guess walk us through the basic process of writing the scripts for this. Not like you don't have to get into like the minute details of like every single episode, but like what what was the back and forth between you uh, and uh, uh, Doran? So, OK, basically, we started off from the beginning of the series with a general synopsis of each uh, episode. So we already knew like from the first episode, like when we released it, we already knew how the rest of the series was going to go. <clears throat> and um, so after that, we had to start with writing out our script, what everyone needed to say and what's going on specifically. So Dorian would go, you know, he would start with like a rough script draft and he would send it over to me. And uh, I would normally tell him if we need to make any adjustments, sort of like the main thing that I focused on was just it needs to make sense and characterization needs to be completely on point. Like, I would say that out of everything, he was very good at managing all of the bells and whistles, how we get from point A to point uh, B in the script. And my main focus was making sure that these characters were written exactly how I needed them to be. So I would give him characterization checks. Okay, no, we need to adjust like this. Shadow wouldn't say this. Shadow would probably say something more like this, actually. Um, he would revise it, send it back over. Basically, we would do this back and forth until we get something that we're satisfied with. That's cool. I I, I like that kind of dynamic where, you know, it, if somebody is very like because <laughs> I, I've definitely been in that situation, too, where like I I am very good at like feeling out how these characters act and what they do in these situations. But man, am I terrible at the A to B to C plot. <laughs> It's so tough. It's, it's, yeah, it's very tough. So it, it just um, that's just very cool. I, I love the, that kind of like, you know, when you find that dynamic with a writing partner that works really well. Yeah, I think me and Dorian work very, very well together when it comes to making a story. Hell yeah. Um, Chris, do you have any more questions? Yeah, of course. Um, 
Uh, you mentioned Cream. Were there any characters you wanted to include that you didn't get a chance to? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> in the main series, I wanted to put Cream in there, actually. Um, and we tried. What happened is that, you know, we put out... Again, we start off with the synopsis and everything. And we already kind of had an idea of like, okay, who's going to show up where? So for episode one, we knew it had to, we had to like tell the story of, okay, the emeralds are going to break and we're going to kind of set up the series. Episode two, they need to find the first emerald, put it back together. Amy's going to be there. Okay, episode three, you know, and so on and so forth. And what happened is after we'd already put out episode two, I'm like, Dorian. I love Kareem so much. I, 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 she's one of my favorite characters, and I just realized that we missed our opportunity to put her in there because we put we should have put her in episode two with Amy because nowhere else in the other episodes did we feel it was appropriate to put her because we're, to be honest, we love a lot of characters. We wanted to put all kinds of characters in the series, but we also needed to make sure that they weren't there just to be there. Like, yeah. They needed yeah. to be there for kind of a specific type of reason. And after that point, again, after episode two, because we cannot have a proper reason for her to be there, we had to, you know, not put her in there. And I was super disappointed. And of course, once we began working on the comic, we were able to expand on comic two, where Amy is in Adabat, actually on vacation with Vanilla and Cream. So... Again, moments like that. I know we we talked about it. We talked about Blaze. We've talked about Rouge. Um, we love Team Chaotix, but we kind of knew from the beginning that they would have been kind of tough to put in there. Mm. But I would say, yeah. yeah, but I would say definitely Cream, Blaze, and Rouge were like the ones where we were like, yeah, we'd like to put them in there, but it wouldn't make oh, sense. Oh, Rouge would have fit... Well, Rouge, I feel like Rouge could fit in, you know, with uh, in terms of like finding she, she you know, girl loves gems. Uh. <laughs> For sure. We thought about that, too. The issue is that we already had a synopsis down. And so by yeah. fitting her into one of the synopsises that we had in place, it would have still, from our opinion, broke it a little too far out. It, it just would have been really, really complicated. But those were the characters that we we wanted to put them in there. We just didn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love seeing characters like uh, Silver and Big get like a lot of attention during this. It was really nice. Yeah, I know. We, we love Silver and we just, oh my God, that was super. Well, and the reason why we actually wanted to put Silver in there, um, which I don't think this is something that a whole lot of people acknowledged or realized but again we, we brought these characters in too because we wanted to uh kind of fix a characterization that we feel you know in the recent stories were kind of broken apart a little bit and something that i don't think a whole lot of people have this opinion about silver but me and dorian kind of realized you know why is it that silver still lives in the future like why he's got like nothing going on over here. But we he talked has... about this with uh, with Topspin the Fuzzy too. I think. Really? Okay. So yeah. this is a conversation. Okay, cool. So we decided. You know, I think wouldn't it be better if Silver decided like, okay, I've I've saved my home and everything. That's wonderful. But now I have all of these really wonderful friends. 
in the past. So what if he went back and he decided to just live amongst that time period? And that was something that we did. So I remember when we announced Silver, everyone, they're like, oh my God, I wonder what happens in the future. And da 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 da. When in reality, we just wanted to show that he's actually just here in the past, living amongst everybody. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, really good. That's nice. Yeah, thank you. Um, I uh, I do want to just quickly point out that uh, I really love the uh, the Okino scarf that you gave uh, Tails. Oh. Uh, I- <laughs> <laughs> a, a while ago I did an uh, I interviewed Satoshi Okino about like how his work like ended up leading to modern Sonic so it was just like that that little bit of like the, you know the Leonardo DiCaprio meme like pointing at the screen like yes <laughs> yeah no I'm uh, I'm really glad that people caught on that was a really cool little Easter egg that we wanted to put in there so not too many people noticed um, but we did actually send it to him we're like hey we actually like referenced you on oh this little- that's cool yeah and he actually really liked it <laughs> so oh that's sweet oh yeah, yeah. he's very nice yeah he's he very nice yes. with interacting he's such a kind guy yeah the uh, the the art is something i really wanted to bring up oh like, yeah the, the pieces for each episode are gorgeous oh well that would be our staff artist ketrin dark dragon she is super talented yeah um i actually met her at this point, probably like five or so years ago, I found her through DeviantArt of all places. And she had like <laughs> tutorials for how to like draw Sonic Channel style stuff. Oh. So we kind of kept in touch from back then. And I had commissioned her for like a song that I put out before the series dropped. And so when we started working on Sonic and Tails R, um, we wanted the art to resemble official art to some degree, so we decided to bring her on for everything. Just like a little note, um, Tails is my favorite Sonic character, period, and like always has been since I was a little kid. Okay. Uh, so I very much thank you for making a story where that like continues and like builds upon his arc from those adventure games where he really learns to like uh, stand for himself more and that like uh, to like stop, I guess stop following Sonic and to like be more his own person, um, and like find that strength in himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also really loved the interpretation of Sonic as Tails' like mentor in these episodes. He's very Sonic is very understanding and patient with Tails, and uh, I don't know, just a very good friend in these episodes. Thank you. No, absolutely. Um. You know, when it came to Tails, obviously, for me and Dorian, Tails was sort of like our biggest project <laughs> when it came to this project, if that makes any <laughs> sense. Like, we wanted yeah. we wanted to fix Tails. Obviously, we're not referencing the modern stuff, but we still want to fix the characterization. And so we decided that this was sort of our opportunity to come out and kind of show what we think Sega should do with Tails as a character. Um, we felt that maybe we could potentially cause, like, almost provide a reason for these moments where he's still kind of struggling 
with his anxiety and his fear and his self-doubt. So we wanted to like give him one last reason. Okay, this is your last reason that you're kind of going through all of this. But after that, there are no more excuses. You need to get out there and do your thing. So Mm -hmm. we wanted this to kind of be that story so that, I don't know, it almost, it's like a send off for him. Like, okay, now that we've done this, you can go out and be the best that you absolutely can be. Yeah, I was going to say, I I think, you you um you know you had that arc that is that, that that arc has been covered before where he you know jumps out of Sonic Shadow but I think you did it without retreading anything and you like established that like you established that this is like a a, a movement forward versus like uh, a um you know a cycle he's not going back into you know he's like he's yes. not getting his confidence and going back and going getting his confidence going back like you you gave him like I, I really like that. It, it felt definitive. Like if were this in a game uh, as his character arc, it wouldn't feel re- repetitive. It would feel definitive. Thank you. No. Yeah. That's something that we were trying to be very careful about. We didn't want him to retread old grounds in a way that made anybody like feel like, Oh, this is just Sonic adventure again. Whatever. You know? So we wanted yeah. to make sure like, okay, you know, he's going through this because He's afraid he's he's afraid of going back. He's afraid of um, having to relearn this lesson. So that's why he's so held onto like, no, I I, I don't need to do this. I, I've already learned from these things. I, I just want to show to you that I, I can do it, I swear. And, you know, by going through the story that he did, especially in episode seven, you know, he was able to kind of reprove to himself he doesn't need to keep proving to himself that he's capable of doing these things it's okay to be with your friends rely on your friends because i think that that's something that the community kind of forgets i feel Mm -hmm. like every every time that i think it was like an idw uh issue where he was becoming uh what's the term Met- roboticized like not the metal, oh, virus. metal virus yeah yes when that was happening like that that comic uh post went out everywhere and everyone's ah oh, just typical tales he's just he can't handle it but like in that scenario i actually felt like that was kind of appropriate like he was mm-hmm. like that's pretty scary especially for an eight-year-old anybody would in that moment probably struggle a little bit and so no, was, I, I like those moments too where it's like yeah. it's just that little bit of like no he's he's confident himself but he still has anxiety and something can like make him you know kind of you know roll up into a little ball for a little bit like he, he's not he, he's there he's confident he's his own person but like yeah like it's realistic for him to react that way i think it's for, for sure. Somebody as somebody who actually has anxiety to overcome anxiety doesn't mean that I'm not going to have anxiety anymore. For me yeah. to overcome anxiety, it means that I need to do things despite the fact that I'm really freaking out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I also like to that the the whole like um, he can use chaos energy and, you know, reconnect the chaos emerald pieces it's a really like simple and effective way of showing like, no, he's at the same level as Sonic in terms of like his hero status, his yes. own, you know, confidence <laughs> yeah. status. Like, like it's, it's, it's a really effective way of, of showing like this is definitive. He is strong. He's just as good as Sonic at this. Uh, it, it's just really cool. Thank you. Well, I felt like in Sonic Heroes when they gave him the little 
orb. I'm like, darn it. No. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's done just as much. Like he he is capable of just as much, more importantly. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. I am somebody else who also uh, deals with anxiety. So hearing about how like Tales' story in this is about that is very nice. Thank you. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I also I uh, like the um, it's just a little bit. I really like that he he can normally fly, but then when he has the energy flight, it's a lot different. <laughs> it's just that that little I, I, I am such a weird nerd about like specific power differences like that. You know, like Green Lantern's flight is different than Superman's flight. It's it's one of the weird things I really attach on to. So I just I really like that you had that little moment to pay attention to the difference there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we we knew that when we were going to turn tails into super tails we thought it would be really funny if he had no idea how to actually handle it because he can't just fly like how he normally does yeah (laughs) i also like that too because we don't see that with sonic we don't see the first time he was awkward with energy you know yeah 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 so we thought that would be absolutely hilarious if we see that especially in somebody who always does fly so you're able to kind of pinpoint that there is a difference there yeah uh, I'm also glad you didn't use these versions of uh, Super Tales. Uh, I sent in the podcast link. <laughs> <fix it. laughs> oh my god, no, never. We would have never done that. We joked about it, but we would we would never have done I don't that. Hate, I don't hate the cape, but boy, that other one. <laughs> no capes, no capes. No capes. Um, but yeah, like it, it um, overall, that that the like that those final parts where he was going super was really satisfying, and it was really earned and well put together. Thank you. Yeah, I actually I love that that term earned, honestly, like I love I love that for him because, yeah, I feel like after everything that he's gone through, not just in Sonic and Tails are, but in all of the stories that we've all grown up with, like he really, in our opinion, he did earn that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the sidekick. Well, like I was going to say something, too. It's where it's like Tails, you know, he's a sidekick character, and I don't think he loses that by being Sonic's equal. It just means like he is his ability is mostly in support in specific, like he's a technology guy. He helps Sonic get over these ledges and stuff like that. And that's always been his role in the games. And I think it's okay to stick with that role while still making him come into his own as a person, which uh, again, I think something you, you achieved with this. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I completely agree with what you said before that. Yeah. He's, he's not the same kind of hero as Sonic, but he's just as much of a hero. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think. I like that. Um, Did I make this reference before where he's the stage crew to Sonic's actor, I guess? <laughs> no, I don't think you did, but I. I oh, I, I, we might have done it on another episode, but yeah. <laughs> I'd ag- I would definitely agree with that. Both Justin is important. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to ask, like, what's the what you personally, what's like the biggest lesson you learned while making this series? <laughs> my biggest lesson like like what's what's something that like you learned and are, are going to take with you like after making all these episodes and like the production and everything what's like a personal thing that's going to stick with you huh i have to actually kind of think about that um <laughs> take your time <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. i didn't think about this i didn't study <laughs> <laughs> Sonic's going to be so disappointed. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. so sorry, Sonic. Um, I mean, this might be something. It might not be the answer that 
anyone would expect, but probably <laughs> PR stuff, like how how to promote and everything when it comes to doing like a show. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about <laughs> the disaster that was uh, when Tony Harnell talked about it before the episode dropped. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I mean, I think that that was something that we learned in a good way. Like we were, I think we still handled it very well. And it taught our entire team how to handle, you know, kind of emergency situations. Essentially, somebody had asked him on Instagram, like, would you do another Sonic song if you could? And he said, yeah, I kind of just did. And so... <sighs> I woke oh. up. I woke up at six in the morning, <laughs> and out of nowhere, you know, Tails Channel, Sonic Stadium, all of these big name news coverage sites were suddenly posting articles about Tony Harnell might be singing for the next Sonic game. Oh boy! <laughs> I saw it, and I'm like, hmm. I have a bad feeling that this is about to fly with me. <laughs> I have a bad feeling. So I, I called Dorian and I'm like, hey, we might have a problem. And we we clicked on the articles. We kind of read through them together. And we're like, yeah, yeah, this is about fly with me. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I felt so bad because we actually had to like reach out. Like I had to reach out to like Katie and Aaron and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I know, I know. Like he's not. I'm so sorry. Like it's it's for me. It's not. Please, I'm so. <laughs> we'll fix it. We'll fix it. I swear. Um. So we had already planned ahead for like this like week long promotional thing where we all drop pictures of emeralds like returning to their normal form. And originally, Tony was supposed to be at the end of that because we were hoping to surprise everybody out of complete thin air that Tony, you know, would be on a song right before the episode dropped. However, that had to change because of all of that. And we had to instead make Tony the first one so that news could get kind of cleared up as soon as we possibly could. Um, so probably not the answer you're looking for. But I would say just overall learning how to handle PR nightmare, uh, nightmares. Because, uh, oh, my God. No, that's a very useful skill. Like, <laughs> I, and I've been in that boat before, too. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've, I've, I dabble in journal. I don't know, dabble. I am a journalist half of the time. It's hard to describe. Sean, but, you're a journalist. Period. period. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I need to go through my own Tales character arc. Um, yeah, come on, come on. No, I, 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 I'm a journalist, uh, so I've been through that kind of situation before. Um, but no, that's that's a really good thing to learn for sure. Uh, and in general, just promotion Absolutely. too. Like that's that's something that I think anybody who wants to make something fan content or their own original content in general need to like at least brush up on or contact somebody who they can know can handle that kind of stuff for them. That's really important. I think so too. Um, a lot of, I think there were a lot of people when we did drop it the way that we did, they were a little disappointed, obviously because they were hoping that Tony would have been in something official. And there were, you know, a few people saying, well, why didn't you say it like the day of? And I think a lot of people don't really realize how much, I guess what, what goes on behind the scenes in order for things to happen the way that they need to, you know, we'd already had this promotional thing lined up and to kind of come out and do it the, like right away, it, it would have been more complicated. There would have been a lot more 
that we would have needed to do that would have thrown things off completely. And so I think that I, I agree with you. Like a lot of people should have a little bit of of a background or experience with handling, you know, how to promote your stuff, you know, because otherwise they might, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Uh, well, I'd say because like, you know, we are in this era of like, if you want to make something, you can pretty easily just make it and put it up somewhere. But like you, you also like it, that's not the end of the story. You have to also like learn how to promote it and ask some people to promote it for you and yada, yada, yada. Like you, it's there's more to it than just you, you can make the thing now. For sure. I actually think, too, another element is that uh, being in the community for as long as I have, which isn't actually a super long time, but I I've also been a part of other fan projects, and I think that there is a little bit of a habit that some people fall into, which is that they'll be really excited for a project that they're all going to come together and make. And a lot of people, I think what happens is that they'll kind of go ahead and just tell everybody on Twitter right away, and then maybe the project doesn't come out. So that's something that we are always very careful about. Like, well, we don't yeah. want to post something if it's not completely in the bag, which is why we didn't want to ever announce like a final date on an episode until we 100% knew. But that was something that both me and Dorian had experienced with other fan projects when something would get announced, like, yeah, this thing is totally happening and everyone would get super, super hyped and then nothing actually would go down. Um... Sort of on the topic of production, uh, what would be like your favorite memory during the production of this entire thing? Like, or, or I guess some of your favorite memories of things oh, that man. happened. I love that question. I have too many answers, so I have to like narrow it down. <laughs> oh, man, like. There are so many. I think when we first announced the project at all, that was amazing. Oh, man. Definitely announcing Jason Griffith, which we didn't technically announce him. We revealed him in at the end of uh, episode five. So when we were all watching the premiere together, this was the moment everyone was, they were all going to learn about Jason Griffith being on this, playing Shadow. And that moment, I will never forget. <laughs> it was just so amazing seeing, I love seeing how happy it made them. I love making people happy if I can, if I can have anything, if I can have anything to do with about it or whatever, I, I just, I really want to make people happy. So getting to see everybody just light up and go, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, everyone taking to Twitter and getting really excited for shadow returning and, you know, Jason Griffith returning as shadow. That was probably one of my absolute favorite memories um just in general with Sonic and Tails are I would also say another favorite was working on episode 7 that one was a little bit of a workout for me specifically uh that was my first episode where I had over 130 lines <laughs> and it was a lot oh geez <laughs> it was a lot um Good which Lord. kind of made up for the fact that tails had to kind of go away a little bit in episode six so i remember when you know we were reviewing all of the scripts and we got the final one we're looking at it i'm like wow i have like a lot of lines here but i didn't mind of course but doing the battle with mike i think that was one of my favorite personal experiences um 
just because it's I don't know it kind of it kind of took me back to when I was a kid and when I actually battled Eggman in SA2 and it felt <laughs> like I get to like do it but like with my voice like we're actually creating that but it's that's cool as hell yeah and it just <laughs> oh it was so exciting and doing that moment where Tails stands up and he's just like no I'm allowed to depend on my friend because he is depending on me right now. And because of that, I am not going to let you take me down. Like, that was my favorite. That was my favorite thing to record in the entire show. It was my favorite scene in general to, like, release. It was just so cool. And then I think everything relating to Fly With Me and Episode 9 at all, that was also another favorite time production wise we were all very excited uh before everything you, happened you know with the whole tony hernell situation yeah <laughs> um we were all really excited you know to reveal fly with me we were excited for the tales you know super tales reveal we were excited for the big battle with supersonic um i we felt like Ryan's recording session for episode nine was absolutely probably one of the more exciting sessions to go through. Um, man, it, yeah, I would say definitely that there were just so many things in episode nine that we felt not only did we enjoy creating, but we felt that, you know, the audience would really, really enjoy, which would be fly with me and, and Super Tails and the moment that Tails again stands up against uh, Eggman. And wow, I think another thing that we loved doing, it was um, two things, actually, but they're both supersonic related. It was the supersonic reveal at the uh, end of eight. That moment, we, got, we actually got to like reference PSO, if you guys know what PSO is. It's Fantasy Star Online. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. at the end of eight, we referenced Fantasy Star Online with like a electronic cover of the menu song from Fantasy Star Online, where he, you know, you go back to when they're about to die and then he shows up and that's like the end of eight. And then that along with like right before Sonic and Tails take out Eggman and he's doing that insane speech and Sonic just shouts like the yeah. Like we we love yep. that. Like in production, <laughs> in production, we we would just like constantly talk about. Oh my god, people are gonna lose it. Like we're losing it. I I lost it because I I remember listening to that that episode like right when it came out and when Sonic yells that I just whispered like holy <laughs> shit. Uh, speaking of like holy shit moments, I I really love that you you know you you got like it. It sounds so obvious to say a lot, but like having that like, oh, we've got that really grad sonic vocal track like or uh, vocal song uh, playing over the battle. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 you know, it's it's something that's just so uh, like hardwired into my brain about Sonic games of that era of like you fight the guy and the the cool song with the lyrics starts playing. Yes. Uh, it's very anime. It's very hype. It just like it, it really he <laughs> absolutely nailed it. I love that you say that, too, because that moment when uh, the song starts up and everything, me and Trey, one of our like lead composers, we actually mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. Like during that scene, it's almost like we imagine like the health bar popping up in the corner. <laughs> like, we actually oh, yeah. see it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh, it's so cool. Like, I, cause that's exactly what we had in mind. We wanted, we were thinking of chaos and we were thinking of the, uh, the bio lizard, you know, and we just, yeah, thought, I was like, just about to thing. bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I think it's also Thank very you. cool giving, um, because like during the adventure games, you were the final villain was always somebody other than Eggman himself. So it's really cool having an Eggman fight with the vocal track going on. It's like a thing we really haven't yeah. had yet. That's a good point. I actually did not think about that. And in general to like the, the 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 song over the fight kind of like speaks to how like as far as I know, there's there hasn't been any other um, radio play Sonic stuff. And it's just like really cool that like in this new medium, you still capture everything that I think people loved about the games that inspired it uh, about in, in Sonic stuff in general that like people like know and love about it. Aspects that like kind of we feel in our bones as Sonic fans, like the the, the music or the fights and also just like those that like the taunting between Eggman and Sonic and <laughs> yeah. the like just the energy you can feel with the way that the sound effects are edited in of like yeah he's dodging and cocky and stuff like that it just a lot of stuff that like feels right is in this that means a lot because that was something that we were very uh what would I what would I call it uh we were just very paranoid about we wanted to make sure that despite the fact that you cannot see it you can see it like you see it in your head. You can right? feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad that you you say that 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 means a lot because that was something that we wanted to make sure we were being uh, mindful of, you know, during the process. Yeah, like I at listening to it again. Yes, I've listened to it so many times, but listening to it again yesterday, I was like laying on my bed, just eyes closed, like boarding it all out in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, like this is. Like, I would love to see this, like, fully animated. Uh, we would, too. We would, too. Um, I love all, like, the little the little fan animations people oh, have Oh, it's done. one of my favorites. I love seeing people. <laughs> well, what's cool about it, in my opinion, is that, you know, yeah, I think we, as a team, would love to see it animated. And it's something that we've considered. Um, at the same time, though, it's also very cool to see different interpretations, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, Absolutely. like I love seeing like somebody else imagining something kind of different than even me or Dorian, because that's still how it goes, that that's what happened for them. You know what I mean? That that's the placement of the characters. Mm -hmm. That's what the location's looking like. You know, I just I love that. I love seeing the different interpretations of the scenes that we created because that's what we wanted. Hell Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me. Of, it, it, well, it reminds me a lot of like when people animate like a podcast uh, thing where like it's exclusively audio so they can make the visuals whatever they want. Exactly. You know, when I close my eyes and I listen to it, which I don't you know, I did mostly during production. and I do sometimes like I go back and I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to it, <laughs> but I don't do it all the time. But when I when I have, <laughs> I always imagine it like. Sonic X the movie. I imagine it all Sonic X animated, but I know <laughs> that's probably not everyone, right? Like I, I know I have a friend where they they imagine it all with like SA two models, and I think that's so cool. Oh man, <laughs> I I love the bloopers that you guys put out because like I remember getting the DVD of like Oron High School Host Club and watching the bloopers on that and just like losing my mind at the things these characters were saying. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. And I love seeing the um, 
the uh, uh, animations and like the animatics people have done. I shared, I retweeted this one last night, but somebody used a 3D model and animated one of Ryan's bloopers, and it's so good. I saw that one. Oh my god, it's so well. I love how bouncy the animation is. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like God, I I I didn't realize how much I missed hearing Ryan as Sonic and like. He has not lost his touch at all. He's only gotten better. Absolutely. And I like, was going to say, when when you first showed me the series, the first thing you said, like, Ryan has not lost it at all. <laughs> no, not at all. And I think what's even cooler is seeing him in new uh, situations. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. We, we wanted to, like, take what he was able to do and try to expand it if that were possible. I would say that, like, you know, with the games that he had, like Adventure and Adventure 2 and Heroes, the way that acting was done back during that time, it was very different. So it was exciting huh. that we were able to direct him uh, differently. Well, I was going to say, too, like, it's it's Jeez. something of a redemption because the early dubs of, you know, or rather just the dubs of Sonic Adventure uh, uh, was like, <laughs> it didn't go very well like they only gave them the the translated script they didn't give him the timing sheets they didn't give any of that so it, it, it's cool to hear him have like this full like you know straightforward here's how the line is go for it like to actually like stretch his muscles as sonic oh for sure in fact ryan has you know he's gone on record and he's said that like when he was directed they were more focused on making sure that the line worked with the amount of time that the character was flapping their lips Mm -hmm. So they weren't really that focused on motivation or what was going on in the scene. <clears throat> it was just, okay, you have five seconds to say this line. And that was it. That was the only context that they had. I. That's cool as hell. <laughs> like I said, I said, a lot of my response to this is just like, that's cool as hell, because <laughs> like, like conceptually plot wise, like things that happen, uh, the, the people involved is just like cool as hell. <laughs> like that. No, yeah, I completely agree. I remember I, I, when I learned that. I'm I like, write oh, for yeah. a living and sometimes my brain just comes up with that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just this this project just is just so great overall <laughs> thank you that really that really means a lot to not only me but it means a lot to my team too um and i i have this random question we can cut it out if it doesn't you know feel right but okay off the top of your head if you had to like randomly recast like just like you know uh i guess uh nobody is available if you had to recast sonic tails and knuckles out of like off the top of your head of any voice actors you know who would it be Ooh, sonic tails and knuckles yeah okay so if I ha absolutely needed to, let's just say Ryan, me, or I guess our David Humphrey, uh, they're not available. I probably would then cast Sonic as Jason Griffith. Uh, Tails, I would probably cast... Oh, man. I would probably cast A.B. Pallet if I could. Because <laughs> I love A.B. Pallet as Tails. Um, and Knuckles... I would cast Scott Dreyer for sure. In fact, Scott Scott was originally our Knuckles. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, what happened is, you know, while we were setting up for episode one, which that was kind of like the first episode that Knuckles, you know, he would be on, um, the pandemic was kind of a little hectic and crazy and unpredictable. And he wanted to be on it. He said, absolutely. However, Scott at that point had never recorded from a private 
like recording studio like he had only gone in to like public studios to do any amount of recording oh so during that time you know there's a lot going on with like just what's just everything in the world is really scary and on top of that he also has no way he doesn't know how to record i did offer like if you'd like you you know if you, I could maybe help you, like get some some mic stuff or whatever. But it was just everything was so up in the air and kind of scary that we just had decided that maybe for now, you know, let's find somebody who does have their own private recording studio, and it's not something that Scott would have to buy, set up, go through all of this craziness just to make this one thing work. That didn't feel right, so we decided, all yeah. right, totally understand. Do not worry about it. Let me know if you need anything. And David, you know, David's actually very good friends with Scott and Ryan, and he offered to uh, do the lines to help Scott out, which was super nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, but if I, obviously, you know, if I'm I'm trying to answer this question, Scott, for sure. Hell yeah. I, 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 uh, I almost thought it was him for a second because uh, it's very close uh, and very uh, well interpreted. Yeah, that's well, that's also why we did it, because Ryan, David and Scott, they have this thing where a lot of people, uh, a lot of people think they not only sound alike, but also look alike. So, oh, my God, <laughs> that was a very, which is super funny. Like, like Ryan will go in somewhere and be like, oh, I, I, I literally just had somebody come in. He looks just like you. And he'll be like, yeah, is it, is it Scott? And he's like, yeah, 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 that's him. So, like, they're all like vocal triplets so that's so funny <laughs> yeah. uh the faker hedgehogs uh <laughs> yeah like they actually do sound very similar you know that's so funny <laughs> i mean i mean didn't um was it ryan who had to do some vo- some clips as shadow for the end of sonic 2 it was yeah. yes basically david had come in and he recorded for shadow and then they realized while recording with Ryan, they're like, ah, nuts. Like, we just realized that we forgot to have David do these two other lines. And in order to bring him back in, they would have had to pay for like a completely, like entirely new session. And that mm. would have been kind of complicated. So they're like, Ryan, you, you kind of sound like David. Could you maybe <laughs> do this for us? Um, I, uh, I don't think I have any more questions written down, Christy, anymore. Uh, I, I had one, the, you, you sort of already explained that you had some connections with Sega, but I wanted to ask what your reaction was when the first episode was put in the Sonic YouTube's, uh, like fan spotlight playlist. I was very, very happy. (laughs) It was very, very nice of Katie and Justin to do that. So absolutely honored to have that and to see that there. That's so nice. Um, and then I guess, uh, you know, uh, not related to Sonic and Tails R, just kind of the upcoming stuff. I, uh, how are you looking forward to uh, seeing Tails uh, in the second movie? Of course! Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I love Tails so much. And I remember when I had found out about Tails, I like legitimately screamed. Oh, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, no way! That's amazing. Ah, oh, yes, I'm very excited for Tails. 
especially in this film, like she, it seems like Tails will have like a, a bigger role um, in general in the story, and that's going to be super cool to see. I mean, I'm also excited to see Knuckles and you know what happens with all of that. So, oh man, the movie's going to be incredible. This this little render of Tails that I've seen is the. Uh, I'll post it right now. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! Look <laughs> He's at so him. cute. Look He's at his so face. adorable. It's <laughs> <laughs> so um, cute. Uh, and I know we've talked about uh, it, the adventure games and Sonic X, um, but is there any other uh, specific Tales interpretation character arc, anything like that, from the comics or anything like that, like that, um, that you're particularly fond of or you'd like to see more of? <sighs> That's a great question. Although my answer is Sonic X. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's Sonic X season three. That interpretation oh. of Tails oh, there is you go. the best one. <laughs> I got uh, it. When he is the captain of the Blue Typhoon in season three. Oh, he's amazing. And I would say, I would actually pinpoint it very specifically to episode 73. There's an episode where Shadow comes on board the ship and he is trying to attack Cosmo, if you mm -hmm. guys know who Cosmo is. Um, there's a whole episode where Tails is trying to just protect Cosmo from Shadow, and he is amazing in that episode. That, to me, growing up, like, that's, that's Tails. So when I started seeing other things happen where he was, like, not doing so hot, I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? Isn't this the same guy who like lunged at Shadow in Sonic X? I'm so confused. Yeah, uh, I, I do like I, I mean, I, I don't know if Tails is always interpreted this way, but I do like characters who are like they're scared. But like when they care about something, man, watch out for them. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was absolutely shown in that episode specifically. Like he was completely like. A badass? Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. we've, we've been swearing up a storm over here, so. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah. Sure. We uh, we definitely click that explicit thing when we upload to uh, our <laughs> post. Okay. <laughs> no, but like I, I completely agree with that because something I always remember hearing is that courage is not the lack of fear; it's action in spite of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. Um. That um, that does it unless we have you uh, you either. Do you have anything to add to, you know, wrap up the topic? Um, I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys bringing me on here to talk about uh, what I do and Sonic and Tails are. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a great it's such a great series. Everyone, please go listen to it now. There is I believe there's a full uh, like it's uploaded as one video, too, for the best viewing. Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, MUME is on the uh, is the YouTube channel, correct? Uh, yes, it's EMU EMI. Thank you so much. Okay. And uh, yeah, and I'll upload uh, I'll this all to the thing. Um, and we do have uh, some segments where we talk about the news and stuff, Sonic news and stuff, if you want to stick around. OK, sure. Uh, so we have uh, we call it the blue blurb. Uh, uh, and uh, we have a quite a few pieces of news here. Uh, Chris, what do you want to talk about first? We want to talk about the movie. Yeah, let's talk about the movie because we already talked about Tails. So, yeah, uh, we got uh, so many new posters. So they have the new movie poster. Uh, it's kind of like every all the characters in there. Uh, and they eventually updated it to have the uh, the correct uh, or, or all of the cast member names, too, including Colleen and uh, Tika Sumter. Uh, 
Here's the original one. Uh, people are saying that, like, the movie theaters are getting the ones with the actual, like, all the names on there. Oh, that's such good news. It's such yeah, a good poster, too. Is. I'm I very happy that. about it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love this poster a lot. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's got the cartoon characters at the front, first of all. Uh, and then uh, the you you were you were really like going with a magnifying glass over those uh, those background details, Chris. Yeah, yeah, because they have like the the uh, owl like designs on mm-hmm. the the walls next to Eggman in the background, uh, which are from I think Labyrinth Zone in the first game. But then there's also little engravings of like the shape Sonic's head and some rings and stuff. So I'm curious if they're gonna have like. The mural from Sonic 3 and Knuckles in there. Oh, that would I be hope really so. cool. Um, and then I we have I what was gonna say we have Knuckles on here in twice, which is really funny. Knuckles and wait, wait, we got Sonic on here three times actually. <laughs> he's on the plane in the back, he's on the front, and then he's at the bottom. And he's <laughs> so, his movie. Yeah, I was gonna say, which now it really does seem like it's his movie versus the first <laughs> one. Uh <laughs> Um, and then we also had the character posters, which are really cool. Um, hold on, I have to find those too. Uh, these ones. Uh, the he's uh, I believe, yeah, he's riding the snowboard on the first one. It's Sonic, and then Tails is uh, full view, and that render looks so good. So, uh, and then Knuckles is uh, ready to punch Sonic in the face. Um, but like, God, these are so good looking. I can't get over how amazing Knuckles' design is. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's, it has the benefit of not having to be redesigned, I assume. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it just, it had, they had a house style now, and then they just worked with it. It's amazing. Yeah, they've made, like, little updates to Sonic's design since the first movie. So, mm-hmm. like, he just looks, he looks, this is the Sonic that they, that they, like, that sh- yeah, that, yeah, that should have happened. Yes. <laughs> yes. I also do love that it's uh, licensed to quill, ready to kick tail, <laughs> and time to punch in. <laughs> I love that. They're so I, I, cute. I have to assume that Robotnik is uh, paying Knuckles, uh, and he has to actually clock his hours uh, <laughs> and invoice and, uh, you know, fill out a W-2. And <laughs> no, he has to punch them in. Yeah. <laughs> it says it on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, it makes me so happy seeing Colleen's name on just like the Tails yeah. poster and then the poster. It's itself. kind of bizarre. It's it's because so we're not cool. used to this as like a society. Like we don't get the voice actors in the movie. No. Like <laughs> it's very weird. It's really cool. It's also very weird. It is very weird. I was actually and I don't know if I'm allowed to like kind of trail off for just a second but i was oh, kind of shocked over the sonic movie or uh not the sonic movie the mario movie when charles was not mario yep. i was kind of shocked about that yep yeah I, I i i will say i am pretty excited about the uh most of the cast except for chris pratt <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i do love all the like really good, like like charlie day as luigi is i think one of the most brilliant casting choices that's how i feel about uh jack black as bowser but like like, uh, I, I I really don't know what to think about that movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I don't know if it's going to be a good movie, but I do love the idea of like, it, like if you watch Always Sunny, he is basically Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have the, the Sonic 3 poster, which like they announced that and they announced we're getting well, a just the logo. Series. 
Well, yeah, uh, sorry, the logo that I meant. Um, we got that, and we're getting a, a knuckle series, which, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> it's going to be so cool. I, I Especially because, like, you know, Sonic works best when we don't know all that much about his backstory, and I think the movie uh, is going to pull away a little bit from that. I, the, I, I like what they gave us in the first movie, where it's like it's just a little bit of, like, he was on one world, and then he wasn't, and he lost his uh, adoptive parent, and then they don't push it too much farther beyond that and, like, exploring his power. Knuckles in almost every interpretation of or every iteration of the Sonic franchise has had like a mystic backstory, a cool, like long, uh, you know, legends and like uh, uh, cultural background uh, story infused into his character. So it's it's really cool that they like recognize that and chose that for chose him to get a series. Yeah, I completely agree. It's I'm very excited for that series. Uh, I'm curious if they're going to do it like the same art style or if it's going to be like an animated spinoff. Um, they I said know- it's going to be live action. Oh, OK. Ooh, oh, yeah, okay. they did. They did. Um, and Idris Elba, I do. I do love his voice as uh, Knuckles. It is very, very good. Oh, man. I'm curious um, what you guys think about the red three, because that's been a topic. Metal Hopefully. Sonic. Oh yeah, Metal Sonic. It's, yeah, it's it's got to be Metal Sonic. They can't do Shadow this early. We've uh, like Metal Sonic is the better first like anti Sonic introduction than Shadow. I, I think. Yep, I completely agree with you. I actually like Shadow a lot more, but I agree that Metal Sonic is a much better first. Yeah, uh, and I think well, like to me, it's like the two in the Sonic Two logo also has that like uh, sort of scan line rendering. And it's yellow for Tails, so I thought three would just for Knuckles because they were announcing the movie and Knuckles. But <laughs> Sonic I, three Knuckles, I yeah, just remembered that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it would make sense if it was just Knuckles, but they would obviously introduce a new character. So my assumption is Metal Sonic. And if they do, I hope they take some notes from the OVA. Yes, I had the yeah. same exact thoughts. I, I I think maybe to uh, you know I'm probably speculating a little too far here, but uh, I'm a very entrenched fan. Uh, what, <laughs> what, what would you have me do? Uh, it's um I think it's gonna be like it is Metal Sonic and Sonic has a hard time fighting him, and then Sonic Tails and Knuckles, who are probably still kind of uh, off a fresh relationship after the second movie, learn to actually like fight together as the three of them, and that's how they defeat Metal Sonic. Ah, I like that idea. Actually, that would be Same. really cool. They become Sonic heroes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is that all for the movie? Uh, we covered that they added their names to the poster. Um, that was Valentine's the, Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite, my favorite couple in the Sonic verse. Doctor, uh, is, where are you? I was just oh like, my God. yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's actually going to like play out in the movie, but it's very fun that they were able to like, you know, <laughs> put a little bit of that into the, the Valentine's Day promo. That was amazing. Yeah, I'm uh, so happy they 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 have their finger on the pulse for that. It's very good. And like even yeah. even the even the robotic figure is coming with a latte. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, I'll send it. Hang on. Yeah. Um. We uh, I'll just go through a couple of the other things because the, the movie was probably the biggest stuff here. They had this uh, the Eggman art from March, which is really cute. Uh, he is um, um, <laughs> they are. Um, it is Eggman. Uh, he's sitting on his chair and it's like the cherry blossoms and Orbot and Cubot. Uh, let me try and find it on the Sonic Twitter here. I'm, I'm sending the 
picture the figures now, you'll see Eggman holding a uh, a latte. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have to get it now. I want all these figures. I did read that they're apparently target tomorrow, be, baby. Uh, yes, <laughs> apparently they're being released to Target tomorrow, the 27th. But oh, really? I don't know if that's true. I'm going to check myself. I'm going to go there myself and see. Yes, I got to go, too. <laughs> um, I'm just going to skin a screen cap because for some reason it will not let me say this photo. But uh, this one, the I. Uh, the um the the Eggman with the cherry blossoms is very very fun. <laughs> I yes. love that. There was also the uh, the Shadow and Maria one, which is very very cute. Oh my god, I love that <laughs> one so much. I I yelled when I saw it. <laughs> they're learning. They're going to school. <laughs> yeah, they're going to school at the uh, Space Colony Arc. It's very sweet, like seeing more of these two having a friendship, like. The the piece that came out, I think, two years ago with uh, Maria showing Shadow all the stars and constellations is one of my favorite Sonic like art pieces ever. It's so beautiful. And I, I just love I do want to see more of their time together in peace, you know, as friends. Yep. Yeah, because like, you know, because Shadow is the way he is now because he lost her. So, like, I want to see how happy they were together. Like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, a little note that I also like in this drawing is that the globe next to Maria, it's the layout of the world from Sonic uh, Sonic Unleashed. So I'm assuming they're keeping that like layout as like the canon interpretation of the world. Oh, my God. I that's a, I didn't notice that detail. Oh, rad. Um, and then let's see the last two bits of news outside of uh, products that were or like the toys and stuff that are coming out. Uh, they put up the Rock and Sonic he- uh, the Hedgehog sessions, which has the acoustic live and learn, which is really rad. Um, and then there's this Paramount Plus promo where oh, yeah. Sonic is <laughs> Sonic is on like a cave painting wall where like I guess the 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 theme of like the Paramount Plus promos are like that they're the mountain. Like the Paramount Mountain is a real thing that like the people are exploring and meeting on, and they're like a bunch of Nickelodeon characters are exploring the cave and like they shine the light on the wall and Sonic is on the wall. I saw that and I actually yeah. Yeah. Like, got really confused. It was really weird. It's because they have the movie rights, but like yeah, it's just so funny. Um, it's really strange to me because like the characters they include in there are like Dora the Explorer and SpongeBob and Aang from Avatar. And like Avatar is my favorite thing, period. So going from a shot of Aang to a shot of Sonic <laughs> immediately after each other, I'm just like, what the? The, 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 the brain overloaded with serotonin and <laughs> yeah, endorphins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess because they were all primarily TV show characters, I initially thought... Oh, I wonder if they have like, I don't know, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog I think on Paramount do. Plus or something. Do they? Yes. Is it, I think that's where we watched it in Sat AM, Chris, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, be- I believe. It, I mean, it's all on YouTube as well. But yeah. Like, yeah, I think I think it is on Paramount Plus, if I remember correctly. That would make sense. But after rewatching it a few times, I'm like, oh, like, I mean, I guess they got the movie, I guess. Well, I he know. has the, 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 the disconnected eyes. So I believe that's supposed to be movie Sonic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, so that does it for the news. Uh, next up, we have Drop and Rings, uh, which is the segment where we talk about uh, our like like Sonic products. Um, and like so, so we, we already talked about the toys, 
uh, which were, let's see, we have Sonic on like a snowboard thing that's apparently a removable figure, and there's like a ring-shaped remote control, which is actually pretty cool. Um, and then we have uh, Sonic and Knuckles uh, snowboard-like things, which I do like that the snowboards look like they were ripped off uh, a metal thing, which is straight out of Sonic Adventure too. <laughs> it's a nice touch. Like, they look like they might have been torn off the Egg Robo, maybe. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, and then Tails has a gun. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Tails has a gun. Yeah, yeah it's th they gave him a gun, and it's the funniest thing to me. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> he literally has a gun. Yeah. Oh my god! You have to record something now where <laughs> you're like threatening Robotnik, and then you hear a. Cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> Could you and imagine? Then, oh my god, he, we're gonna teach Robotna, le, Robotnik a lesson he'll never forget. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm very confused because I thought if anything they would give him his Miles Electric that he has at the end of the first movie. Mm -hmm. But when Ben Schwartz did his opening of these figures, he shows Tails and he's like, oh, he's got his little gun. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> Tails is iconic gun. <laughs> oh my god, you know, Tails uh, is, you know, Sonic has his rings, Knuckles has his Master Emerald, Tails has his uh, Glock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. I love it. Oh, I just got an idea. Yes. Because they're also doing the the figure of the tornado with tails with his oh, flight gear. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can make tails like a full on like World War One soldier. <laughs> He's the Red Baron. <laughs> oh, my <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, my God. So this is interesting. Um, is this something that's always been on the tornado where it's had an F on the side? I don't think so. Um. I think in some interpretations, some versions of the tornado has definitely had the F on the side, but in the games, I know it has the, uh, it just says Sonic. Okay. Uh, I do like this design of the tornado too. The, the toy kind of gives us a better look at it. Um, uh, where it's like kind of got this, like, it's still got the propeller. It's still kind of old fashioned biplane, but mm -hmm. the thing like housing the propeller has this like really kind of like speed racer movie ish engine attached to it, which is really cool. Uh, and then tails with the, uh, oh yeah, that has the F sort of, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just, it's just doesn't have the text Sonic on it because I guess it's tails is plain yeah. this time. I'm going <laughs> to um, be honest. I never noticed this F it to me. I always thought it was just like a line like, design. Yeah. Like racing lines. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's the F stand for? I don't know. I, it might, they might have just made a design. Not no <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You better answer than I would have given. <laughs> Sonic. Um, it's so weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then that comes with Sonic and Tails. It seems like they're they're releasing. Like It's so crazy because, you know, obviously last time we didn't have as many like things released. There was a few teeny things that they managed to like remold from the original ones that didn't look like the original design. But like now that a design is laid out, there's going to be this like this is only the beginning. I'm certain. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, so it's so weird to see not one, not two, but three different scales of a Sonic figure. Well, like that's how you know it's a big thing. It's very interesting because the the these are all from Jack Specific, by the way, who do the yeah. mainline Sonic figure uh, line. But their tweet says uh, uh, to keep you on the edge of your seat. Here's a sneak peek at some of the Sonic movie toys yeah. coming to you this spring. It's, so this is going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of things because now they know they have a design. They know that this movie is popular. They already have a third one lined up. They know that Sonic is like coming back in a big way like they're going for it. 
they better release the goddamn shoes. I'm buying those shoes, shoes. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want the tail shoes so badly. I will buy two pairs. <laughs> oh, same. Um, and then I think the last bit of new toys that are coming out. These are actually super interesting. These are called these are wow pods, and they're like they're things you collect, and when you stack them together, they light up. So like you can get these and then I imagine you can get other like other um, properties and put them all together like that. I, I love these. These are like little shadow box displays. I like that. They're like and shadows in the box. <laughs> they're, they're like little 3D <laughs> versions of a lot of the Uekawa style art. But shadow yeah. eyes are very wonky. It's a little off there. but That <laughs> might be a prototype, too. <laughs> I wasn't these look like renders. Thing, but. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're right. They look like uh, Uikawa's, uh like current art, where he does the bit more like octagonal like curves. Yeah, he like his his line his characters are not as bendy as they used to be, and you can especially see that in the Sonic one. Um, but yeah, these are these are cool. I might I might pick up a few of these. These would be a cool wall wall display thing. I wonder how big they are. I would um, like to see them lit, uh, lit up. Yeah. Uh, and then so the the last thing we do uh, in drop and rings, the main thing we usually do is uh, I'm going to send some uh, over some tails related merch here uh, or Sonic in general related merch. But specifically, I found some tails ones for you uh, and you can uh, we're, we're going to see we're going to guess to see how much you think they are. <laughs> OK, I worded they, that very badly. They but. are also usually Incredibly cursed. What? <laughs> Wait, no. What? Oh no. <laughs> this is Sean's favorite thing of the whole show. <laughs> uh, first off, we have Sega Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Tails Plush Doll Rare 28S 1993 Limited Rare. <laughs> this guy looks like oh, a Looney Tunes okay. character. Look at his CC. He looks like he ate a bee. <laughs> <laughs> he should be at like Tiny Toons University. Yeah. <laughs> So this is whenever I, I, I mentioned the rare and I mentioned Sega Sonic because Sega Sonic is the brand that Japan used when they couldn't register under the Sonic trademark because that was taken at the time. So these are from a time that like are early on in Sonic's career and also like they don't make this brand under this brand anymore. OK, I would imagine so if you could wager being, a guess. I'd imagine it being as old as it is, especially with that in mind. Oof, I don't know. I maybe 200. All right, Chris. I'm going to say like 130. Uh, it is 1,400. Oh, my oh goodness. My <laughs> Get it now while it's hot. <laughs> uh, I do love I kind of love how they look like like French fries for the hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're little cheese curls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so next up we have, this is, um, I believe this is from E3, which is actually pretty cool. Um, Oh, that's cool. Uh, oh, look at and the, tails. Know, the art style is like clearly very old. So like, this is a very early E3. This might be from E3 before it was public. Like it was just a, uh, insider trade show. Yeah. It's a Greg Martin Sonic. And then a tails that I do not recognize. Yeah, I've never seen the like, style of tails before. Yeah. His eyes like are trying. huge. Yeah, it, it feels like they were trying to go for the Greg Martin style, but like it it it's not. But it's still very cute. I, I like that the blue buckles on the bottom are different from the ones on the, the gloves. I, I actually really like this tail style. Yeah, me too. I kind of want this. It's a well, small the, baby. Look at him. <laughs> the I mentioned this before. I have this little 
uh, Classic Tales figure, his buckles are exactly like that. They're gray on the wrists oh. and blue on the bottom with little like metal buckles on them. So whoever drew this actually like paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So how much do we think this is? Okay. Hmm. I got to think about that. Uh, <laughs> the fact that it is pretty old and pretty, pretty rare, I would say maybe 1300. Okay. I'm going to say like 200. All right. Uh, you're wrong, but you're close. Uh, it's 12,000. 12,000. Okay. Okay. Very, very that. close. 12. Wait, are you saying 1,200 or 12,000? I'm sorry, 1,200. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sean, that's a lot. That's a big difference. That's a lot of rings, baby. I'll put $12,000. <laughs> 1,200, oh my, my bad, my bad. Okay, well, that was, yeah, I kind of, I was kind of close. Yeah, you were okay. very close. You, 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 uh, not a lot of people get that close. You're bit. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the, oh, I love bringing these ones up, the Metal Force Sonic X figures, where they clearly, like, piece together stuff from the toy factory with yes. like Sonic X figures. <laughs> my, my current theory is that the torsos of all of these figures came out wrong and they had robot torsos from another thing and they just smashed them together. <laughs> That's literally oh what it looks gosh. like. It looks like they like didn't know what to do. They're like, oh, we have all these assets. What do we do? And they're like, oh, just find some other stuff in the factory and make something yeah and if it's the same toy company they would probably all fit the parts like <laughs> you know who ran that factory who sid from toy story <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh so uh this one does list rare and it's new in box so factor that into your price guess one okay. little note that i like about this mm-hmm is that his his three little uh they're off to the of side hair. yeah they're on the side which technically that is how the original tails designer wanted it to look yeah That's uh, it's got that uh <laughs> that goku hair effect yeah i'm gonna guess like kind of a basic 150. all right chris 75. Uh, it is 480. 480. <laughs> Sweet mercy. <laughs> and and I, I look pretty far and wide for the either the average or the cheapest price oh on these. God. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, my All right. God. All right. We got two more. So uh, we have talked on this uh, show uh, quite a bit about the Sonic Adventure uh, figure that I had. That was like it came with this kind of gold emblem thing that had a voice box that had uh, phrases recorded from the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and these and it's like a huge action figure. It's like massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, t- the eyes are gigantic. I found the Tails one complete with uh, Kim's with a ring and also the emblem box too. Uh, look at him. Oh, Look man. at his big old eyes. I have this, <laughs> but it was given to me for free, so I have to, to go off of. So this one also has the three on the side, and they're layered too. Like they're they're kind of in a triangle formation. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, uh, and on the back here, let me send the back too. You can see the one I have uh, on the bottom there. Oh yeah. Yep. I yeah. had I had a Sonic toy like that that was from Sonic X, but it had a button on its shoe and a speaker on the bottom, but no place for a battery, so you could not get it to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the Sonic X one that had the button, but like I couldn't press it. Yep, that yeah. was the one. Yeah. Is that yeah. the one? Yeah, so it was just like a lump. Yeah. Yeah, they just I'm just... sure they just repurposed <laughs> ones that could talk at some point. <laughs> 
That makes sense. Uh, oh, want a free Sonic Tails or Knuckle sticker? The circular insert on the front of this packaging is also a sticker. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how much we think these are going for? This one is rare, but I, I have found quite a few instances of them on eBay. Oh, man. I'm going to guess... Hmm. It's got to be tough, because I... I remember seeing listings of it without the box and without the box, I've seen like 80 or so. Yeah, you can you can expect quite a markup for the inbox for the inbox. I'm going to guess like 300 inbox. OK, exactly yes. what I was going to say. I was going to say 300, 400. So close. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. OK. Um, and then we have uh, one more here that actually uh, disappeared. Give me a second. Oh, okay. no. Uh, Somebody sold it. So let me just find. Uh, it's not in box, but this is actually one that my wife had. She talked about a lot how like uh, her friends would bring uh, like dolls to school, and she would bring this tails action figure that was magnetic uh, to school. Uh, and I, I felt like we were hunting it down. I found the one she actually had. Uh, and you can see his tongue is kind of out a little bit. He's got these bendy <laughs> arms. He has magnetic feet. He has very short legs. I have and it comes, this one. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know how much you got it for, uh, but the, why don't we guess how much this listing is? And also, I love this chow so much. He is, <laughs> so cute. He is adorable and also contemplating the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so all right the, what do we, for the price that i had got him for it would have been retail price like my parents got oh, this for okay. me when i was a kid so probably not the same price so this is inbox or out of box uh this is out of box out of box okay Ooh, i would say then i'm gonna say like oh hold on 180 Maybe okay. I might be overshooting it, but Chris. Um, I'm going to say 200 too high. 90 D <laughs> 90 just 90. OK, yeah, yeah, just 90. If okay. you want to get him now, look at his face. <laughs> uh, and then it comes with rings and emeralds there. Um, that does it for dropping rings. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we we uh, we fully finish? Me? Uh, anybody. <laughs> oh, uh, I think I'm good. I just thank you again, guys, for having me on here. It's been really, really fun. Yeah, it was. It's, of course. It's very cool hearing all the behind the scenes and your inspirations and the process and stuff like that uh, for a fantastic fan series that everyone should go listen to right now. I will spam the link in the episode post. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, it was it was so great having you. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you and your work? Sure. So you can find me on YouTube. It is M-U-M-E-E-M-U-E-M-I. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at the M-U-M-E, T-H-E-M-U-M-E. And then I'm also on Spotify. And uh, it'll just be Emmy Jones on Spotify. And yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Hell yeah, Chris. Uh, I am at C underscore Dobbins on Twitter, uh, at C Dobbins Art on Instagram, cdobbinsart.com. 
Uh, at the time of recording this, uh, I am still looking for a character design and character anim animation work. I don't know how I'll be along that process by the time this episode comes out. Hopefully I will have found something. But uh, please check out my work and thank you very much. Hell yeah. Uh, and you can find me at Sean Eight Your Son. That's S E A N, the number eight U R S O N. Uh, research and writing work there. Um, and I uh, was going to say, uh, we might be uh, probably around the time this is coming out, we might be streaming Sonic 1 because we're going to do an episode on it, on it soon. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. It, it's just streaming on my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Sean Eight Your Son. Uh, and you can follow the podcast at Sonic Pod on Twitter where we will post. We'll post the episode announcement, we'll post the episode release, and then underneath the episode release in the replies, we will post all the images and links we talked about during this, including the drop and ring stuff. Uh, and yeah, give us a follow, tell people, review all the stuff that podcast asks you to do. Uh, and thank you again for joining us, Emmy. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. And uh, we sign off by doing uh, this tale's line read. We all did it! Not sure if that came through on your end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Okay. Uh, and we normally do it all together uh, as a sign-off, but would it, uh, could we ask you to do that on your own in your Tales uh, voice real quick, and then we'll do it together? Of course. Okay. <clears throat> we all did it together! Excellent. Yeah! <laughs> uh, and then I'll just count us off on three, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll all do it together. Okay. Right. One, two, three. We, we all, all did, did, it, did it together. together. <laughs> <laughs> we were it never lines to do it up. Together. <laughs> it never lines up. I love it so much. Absolutely not. All right. Thank you, everyone, listening. You have a good day. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Have a good one. Have yeah. a good one. <laughs> Later. <laughs>